Welcome to the Young Adult Podcast and thank you for joining us for another episode. We hope you enjoy it and that you learn something of value that can be taken into your everyday life. Please give us a five-star review and any feedback sent to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Young Adult Podcast. Um, my name's Ash, I'm the host of the Young Adult Podcast. Um, tonight is another live recording, so I've, um, I've got Caleb... I've got Tan and I've got a cot. Can I hear the live audience in the building, please? Yes. So, um, personally, I'm very encouraged because, you know, we've got a good number in the building. We've got familiar faces. We've got new faces. So this is, this is a good place to be right now. Tonight, we're going to be talking about building relationships. Um, and there's going to be, like, two key elements uh, to that. So uh, there's going to be about having a conversation with someone, you know, how do you approach that conversation, someone new, someone who you've never spoken to before, you know, stepping out and, you know, having that initial conversation and finding value in that. And then also we're going to then go and lead on to building relationships and what people want in a relationship, what we would like in a relationship. And just to press the flesh, you know, make you guys think and the, the listeners online. Um, so, yeah. So... Building relationships, I just want to set out from the start, building relationships, so if I split that down into two elements, you've got building, so you know it's not to say you should be doing this or you're doing this wrong, it's about building and we're going to continue in our lives to be building relationships. And relationships also as a word has a, I'm going to say a bit of a stigma to it because people think relationships, oh it's only man and woman, okay, so when you say relationships they go, oh no, you know, I'm, I'm not ready for that. Any connection with a person, a relationship can be formed whether that's like me and Caleb, whether it's two people in the audience tonight. Relationships can be between just two people, a friendship. It could be a relationship. It could be a relationship with a colleague at work. It could be a customer. You have to build a relationship with that person. So, building relationships. I suppose having that initial conversation with someone before you ever get to kind of any kind of friendship or relationship, that is the biggest challenge and that is the, the hardest step that anyone would take. So, I'm going to go straight to my left, Kayla Bertram. What do you think is important to consider when you go and start that conversation with that first person? Yeah, it is, um, it is a daunting task. Um, has anyone ever found um, going and having an initial conversation with somebody that they've never met before difficult? Just raise a hand if... I'm speaking to the right people. There okay. is hands going up, by the way. All, all of our audio listeners, I think pretty much every I can't hand, see their hands. <laughs> every hand um, went up. Um, so it's, uh, it's a difficult scenario. Um, what I will say is this, it's like a lot of things in life. The more you do it, the easier it gets. That's good. So... I think if we just face the facts, the, the first time you ever step out and do something like that may be challenging, may be difficult, but it does get easier over time. And so oftentimes it's just biting the bullet, as we say, and just taking that step, knowing I need to take the step at, at some point, so better I do it now and it get easier from now than I just kind of, you know, hold on and, and never actually take that step. Um, and so I just think, bite the bullet, go for it. And, and just kind of almost have like a, an opening line in mind, you know, so when you get, get to the person, you're not then, uh, you know, what All I can think of right now is Joey and friends. Yes. How you doing? <laughs> Good evening, love. Yes, absolutely. Um, so, you know, it could literally be, hey, you know, I was going to say, hey, how are you doing? But I can't say that now. That one's gone. Um, but just, you know, having something that's going to open up the conversation, I think once you take the step, bite the bullet, get to that moment, you've at least got something that's going to come out of your mouth. Um, but it is hard to begin with, but I, I believe it does get easier. So with that and having like an opening line, at least then like you've got a bit of a plan, 
Um, and I'm going to go this way now. Who shall I go for? Uh, so Tan Oracott, um, do you think like you need a plan or a structure to, to what you're going to go and say to someone if it's like their first conversation? Normally, I literally have to talk myself <laughs> for about 10 minutes. Um, what I need to go talk to that person. How should I start this conversation? <laughs> I literally have but to... You, but you have that conversation with yourself before you get there? Oh, yeah, because otherwise I have no clue what to say to someone. <laughs> you just turn up with jingly shoes. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah, pretend I don't speak English, probably. Like, forget it. <laughs> start talking in Portuguese. But, um, no, it's really hard, and I find it very difficult, especially, like, in a church setting when there's so many new people, and they know you, and then you don't know them. Ooh. And you're like, um, so what do I say to this person? <laughs> so yeah, I find it really hard to have that initial conversation. Akot, do you have a little like, plan? I'm going to ask what your opening line is now. I actually don't. Uh. I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm actually the opposite. If I think about it, I won't do it. If, if, I'm, if I'm like, okay, I would like to have a conversation with so-and-so. If I stand there for more than five seconds, <laughs> I'm not going to go and have a conversation. So I d honestly, I just go over. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you. My name's Okot. That is normally a conversation start. So, oh, it's an interesting name. So maybe I have like a little cheat code in that my name instigates a little conversation. But um, with a plan, I wouldn't say I have like a, a, a real structure or like um, a, a What's the word I'm looking for? Like um, a template that I go by every single time that's like, okay, I have to talk about this and I have to talk about that. Yep. I think it's more, I know the reason I'm going to talk to that person. So I think about the things to, you know, bring up either the conversation I want to have or the things I want to know about them. And then I go from there. But yeah, if I think about it too much, I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> Two very different approaches, but I suppose what, it, what that does tell you is that you just need to be comfortable in terms of, yes, you might be going into an uncomfortable situation, but you've got to be com comfortable with where you are and know that you bring value to that conversation. Um, I know Caleb has got a um, bit of a, a demonstration, uh, but we will bring it to life for the online listeners. In terms of, look at his face now, he's absolutely scared. But about like value, and I think what we want to point out now is that we all offer value. You know, the people... Caleb, the people to my right, it's every single person, people listening online and the people in this building, you all have value. You just need to realise what your value is and then go in there, you know, chest, chest high, head high and go, you know what, I'm here, I'm confident in this conversation. For Caleb, value. Big setup. Big setup. For me Big to job. accurately demonstrate this, I'm going to need um, tons shoes tapping, <laughs> some audience <laughs> participation, a <laughs> bit of beatboxing. Um, yeah. I, I, um, I think when it comes to building relationships, I think the topic of value is, is utmost. And I'll elaborate on that. I think, um, I think why a lot of us struggle when it comes to relationships and when it comes to having conversations, even starting conversations, is we actually don't value ourselves as much as we should. Yeah. We, 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 we think less of ourselves. And I think oftentimes that hinders our ability to go and connect and talk um, with other people. Um, and it, it's like... I can't, I can't do that. You know, I don't, I don't have the confidence to do that. Or if I'm going to get to that person, what am I going to talk about? And so I think it all comes back to value. Um, and the thing I was sharing with you earlier, um, and I actually brought something with me to demonstrate this. Um, I'm going to blow everyone's mind. Um, <laughs> But what I will say is uh, we, we were in a staff meeting just two weeks ago and, um, and Pastor Mark shared this. And so this is not original material. Um, but, I, but I do believe it will help people tonight. So I, I bought this £20 note because I think it's going to um, uh, help, help kind of keep it in our minds. Um, it's not my £20 note, by the way, in case anyone asks me for it later. Um... But this, this £20 note 
um, is of uh, the value of £20. If I throw it on the floor, the value remains the same. Um, if I throw it in a puddle, the value remains the same. Um, you can't do it really with the new ones, but <laughs> with the old ones, you know, I could say if I scrunch it up, the value remains the same. And um, that is to say that whatever we go through in life and whatever life throws at us and whatever experiences, both good and bad, that we have, it doesn't change your value. Uh, what people have said about you doesn't change your value. What life has dealt you doesn't change your value in the same way as I can do a whole number of things to this £20 note, but it does not lose its value. Yeah. It is still the same value today as it was when it was created mm -hmm. and you may think okay well what does this to do with relationships I think it has everything to do with relationships yep. because the way you see yourself will determine how you treat other people amen the way you treat yourself will determine the way you treat other people um, now I'm not here to say your life is worth 20 pounds this is merely an illustration um, but I want you to see this when I when I recognize my value, which is ultimately, we believe, as Christians found in God, the God who created us, the God who gave his life for us, when my value is rooted in that place, have a guess what? When I enter into a conversation, or let's take it a step further, when I enter into a relationship, I'm not looking for you to add value to me mm -hmm. because I know my value. Yeah. And that is why... Um, having your own personal relationship with God is of utmost importance because, and I feel like I'm going to give a long answer here, but it's hopefully good. it's going to be helpful. Um, the problem is when we, we try and get from people what we should only ever get from God. And when we try and have people fill us in a way that only God can fill us. So it has to start with understanding your own value and that you are valuable and that you are God's prized possession. It has to start in that place. Because then when I go and relate to other people, I'm not looking for you to give me value. I'm not looking for you to um, compliment me. I'm not looking to, for you to tell me that the outfit I spent 30 minutes picking looks great. Um, I'm not looking for any of those things because I understand my value. What it allows me to do is it allows me to add value to you. So the most secure people are those who simply add value to other people. But you can only do that when you understand you're valuable. And the, the people we love to be around the most are those who don't make themselves topic of conversation they have no need to they're only there to add value to other people they're only there to speak about other people they're only there to ask questions about you and hear what you have to say um, but I can guarantee you this those people have an understanding of I am valuable and so whatever whatever room that I walk into I've I've already been in the secret place with God determining what my value is now I walk out of that secret place and I am now con and, I, and now I am now set on adding value to other people so if we can communicate one thing to every person tonight it's that you are valuable and nothing can change that and I believe if we can grasp an understanding of that it will change the way we do relationships um just to add on to that um like growing up, my mum always used to tell us, don't over expect from people. That is the one sure way you're going to get disappointed in your friendships, your relationships. It's that you're over expecting and putting this high expectation on someone to give you something that they don't have themselves. And so I think a lot of the times if we see like, you know, why aren't my friendships working or why is something not working? Yes, in some cases, they might have done something wrong or you've done something wrong. But a lot of the times it's because we've over-expected of someone else and they can never meet that and so we get disappointed. But again, like Caleb was saying, if we kind of take a step back from that and 
you know, work on ourselves, remember our value, we won't have that over-expectation of those around us. So, just a little something. Wow. This podcast is lit already. Like, we could just stop it now. We're done. Thank you for coming. See you later. Um, so, I just want to focus on a point in terms of, like, that initial conversation, that first conversation. How um, important it is to not be distracted not to be playing on your phone you know something really simple because like you know we all have phones we're all going to be buzzing but there's a time when you should just focus on that person um how how important do you think that is tan to just be locked into that conversation i suppose like block out the world and not get distracted well that's the one my pet peeves when you're talking to someone and they're like not even looking at you so you're chatting to them and they're like looking across <laughs> or they're like oh one sec I've got a message on my phone and then they take it out so literally this is one of the things so I'm when I'm talking to someone new I have to make a point of looking them in the eye even if they're not even looking at me Tan's looking at me I very seriously I'm like hang on Tan I've got a text hang on <laughs> <laughs> no that would literally put me off so I try I try not to do that because I know how annoying and that is because I think if you're chatting especially if it's someone that you've never spoke to before like Caleb said, um, you have to, you know, be just focused on that person. Um, yeah, because, yeah, I literally, I hate that. You, you reminded me. Because I chatted to someone this morning, and <laughs> they kept taking their phones out. And, I'm, and I kept thinking, does this person even want to talk to me? <laughs> so I'm sorry about that. Oh, it's all right. It's all right. It's oh, I was going to ask, are they here busy morning. No, I won't. They're not. Okay. No, they're, oh, not okay. <laughs> they're not here. Um, yeah, no, so I think when you, ch especially when you're chatting to someone new, you have to just give all your focus to that person because you never know, they could be going through something and they want to yep. come and talk to you and kind of try to relate to you or, you know, try and make a friendship with you or like some kind of connection. Mm. And if you're not giving them that 100% of your attention, um, they could just go away feeling really like upset and probably thinking they don't have any value or anything like that. So, um, yeah, just try and give all your attention to that person. Try and look them in the eye if you can um, while you're talking to them. I know. So no, that's good. That's good. And I think as well, like carrying on from that as, as well, so having that like focus and not being distracted is that you really need to listen. And I suppose like I, I um, I've done some courses at work where there's like listening and then there's like actively listening. And it's like being intentional about picking the information and not just hearing what they're saying because we can all hear someone but do you listen to them do you actually take in what they're saying are you registering the cues that they are telling you where it might be a cry for help it could be you know they're really going through something but they just haven't got the words to say it but if you listen instead of just going oh yeah yeah, yeah okay oh cool yeah yeah actually i want to talk about me now but no they they're telling you and you need to intentionally listen to grasp that information. Um, from great conversations comes great relationships, mm. building relationships. Um, like I was saying before, relationships can be anything in terms of a man and woman, it can be friendships, it can be work colleagues, it could be even that you have to have a relationship with someone who you don't actually like. You know, I'm not going to ask Caleb or Tan because they work at the church, but like, put, put your hands up if you don't like anyone at work and you have to have a relationship with them. Tan's laughing a lot now, so now I'm a little bit concerned. Caleb, are you okay? But, but there's people at work who you have to have a relationship with, but you just genuinely don't like, but you have to understand how to manage that relationship. Um, so in, in relationships and friendships especially, what... What do you think is important in terms of what words? And I, don't this, I did say this on like the pre-podcast notes, I don't want this to be a buzzword session. However, what words do you believe are kind of like the backbone of a uh, good relationship, Caleb? I was hoping you were going to go to one of the girls. <laughs> um, I think communication. I think communication is crucial. Um... You know, because like you say, relationships are built out of conversation. And so, you know, one one way to kill a potential relationship is lack of communication. So I'd say communication is, um, is one. Um, and I, I also think 
I also think like we're all attracted, I think, to people who take a genuine interest in in you. Um, and I think those are the clients of people that we're drawn to, you know, those who it's it, again, it's evident like that their that their their personal value is not in question, you know, like they're content, they're they're happy in who they are, and 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 are desiring, I guess, to to build a relationship. And and so I think the key is to look at okay, what what, what is it that we look at look at in other people? What is it that we're attracted to in other people? And then go in, okay, well, how can I grow in that area myself and actually become the people that we are attracted to, you know? So I'd say those are two, those are two ones for me that really draw me to, to other people. Yeah, and I think it's really important as well that um, you'll have different relationships in different places that mean different things, and that's absolutely fine. Yeah. You know, without going to someone oh, I'm only going to use them for that. It's more around, I know that they can add value for this part of my life, and I know that this person can add value in this part of my life. Um, Akot, what would you look for in terms of like a friendship or a relationship to really like solidify the, the connection? Um, I would say that anyone that I feel that I can be open with, um, anyone that I feel is a trustworthy person, because you can, you can have conversations with hundreds of people, but there's only really a handful that maybe through experience or through conversation gave you a feeling like, I can really trust this person, I can be open with this person, um, because that's where transparency will grow, and with transparency grows your relationship. But if you are talking to someone and you're like, I can't, I can't trust you as far as I can throw you, that relationship really isn't gonna, it's not gonna go very far. So I would say for me, if I, if I meet someone and I'm talking to them and I feel safe enough to open up to them that's a sure um, key to me that points out, you know, I can I can grow a lasting relationship with this kind of person. I think you've got to be able to be really honest with that person. You know, you've got to be able to look them in the eye and say, look, you know I love you, but I just don't agree with this, or, uh, you know, th there's something going on, can you tell me about it? And I think you've really got to be okay to ask difficult questions, as long as it's in the right manner. Like, we all have boundaries, and, you know, we would have boundaries that you know I would put in place with Caleb or a friend or uh, my wife, but you know, like you, you get to a point where you have to know when to press the flesh and when actually just to step back for a bit of respect. And I think one of the key words um, that we that we noted was respect. You know, that person has their own life, they have their own agenda, they have their own feelings and moves towards things, but you've got to respect that, and it doesn't matter if. You know, some like some small trivial things. It doesn't matter if you agree or don't agree, but you've got to respect that person and respect that person's uh, decisions. Um, you know, they they might have a path for their life where they go, you know, what I want to do this, and it gets to a point and you go, okay, that's fine, but I just don't want to be part of that, and that's absolutely okay. Um, not to jump the gun in terms of questions because we have had a couple of questions tonight, which is absolutely fantastic via the phone. But one of them was um, around like getting rid of a bad friend or just, you know, if there's someone who is a, a bad influence or just not where you want to be, is it okay to, I don't want to sound harsh, but like ditch them off? Um, I'm going to just say absolutely. Like you, you can't control what they do, but you can control what you do and what you expose yourself to, whether that be social media, friends, relationships. You are making a, a decision to be with that person. And, you know, it's up, only you can then step back and go, you know what, this isn't helping me or helping me grow. So I'm just going to take a step back. And that is absolutely fine. Like, it could be that the, the friend has been there for 10 years and you've done all of, like, school, college, bit of uni together, and, like, you've gone through so, so much. But if that person then gets to a point, and it could be that you've changed, and it could be that you just go, you know what, I used to love that life, but now I'm just not about that. And it doesn't mean that, you know, you don't like them or hate them. It's more around, like, you know, we just got to a point, let's be sensible, and just I'm not in that place. And that's absolutely fine to um, not have that person in your supposed circle. A cop mentioned we can all speak to hundreds of people, especially on a Sunday in church. Like, we say hello to loads. But, you know, you need to have that close circle around you and that close friendship group where you can go and have the proper conversations, the honest conversations, and be vulnerable with them. 
and step into there and just go, you know what, this is me. This is who I am. And, you know, none of us are perfect. None of us are in a good place all the time. But it's being comfortable around those people and that trustworthy circle where you can go, man, this is me. I'm just having a bad day. Like, help. So, um, with um, getting rid of people and um, choosing to not pursue relationships or friendships, have the guys on the platform got any examples? You don't have to name names because that would just be terrible. But where you've had to make a decision where you've gone, you know what, this just isn't for me anymore. You're not holding your mic, Caleb, so I'm assuming that you have a Sorry. Oh, there you go. Um, do you want me to go first or girls? Have we got a line of examples? Yeah, plenty. <laughs> Tan's like, oh, yeah, I've got those. We'll start with Caleb, and then we'll go to this side. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, I can think of instances, and... And it's not that, like, people who maybe I've moved on from are bad people or anything like that, but you've probably heard this said, you know, show me your friends, show me your future. You know, it's not a new quote. Um, maybe you've never heard it before, but show me your friends, show me your future. It's a real quick way of knowing where someone's heading in life, who they're hanging around with. Um... And so I remember one time I um, kind of took an evaluation of my friendships and I asked the question, do I want to become like them when I grow up? And, it, and again, they weren't bad people. Um, they weren't like negative influences, but there were certainly parts of their lives that I thought, you know what, I, I'm not sure that I do. Um... And so I just began to to pull back um, and, you know, not spend as much time with them. Like, I still love them and they're still great people, but I just, I just realized I think, I think there's more for me, you know, in terms of like what God has for me and what God has for me, and this isn't just for me, this is for you as well, is going to require the right people around me who are going to ensure that that the plan of God for my life is fulfilled um, and I do feel led to say this because I think it'll help people what what followed that decision in my life is what I would describe as a season of loneliness and I think it's important to to say that because we could be like okay some of us need to move on from friends and so we do and then we're like, well, who do I pick up the phone with to? Well, who, who, do I, who do I hang out with? And because we're not prepared for what follows, we then go back. And it's like, yeah, I know I was supposed to ditch those people, but I got nobody else. So I'm just going to go right back. And so I just want to be honest and say it, 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 it came to a season of loneliness for me where it was like the people I was hanging out with, I've decided to, to move on from. The people I used to text and call, I've made a decision no longer to text and call. And, you know, there were times where it was like, uh, I don't know who to call, you know. And so I think it's important for us to know that because it's like, that may be what follows and we have to almost not be surprised by that. But then what, what came as a result, what I would describe in my own life as next level relationships, where it was like I had to, I had to make a decision to move on from that season in order to get to this season and in between there was this transitional period where at times I felt lonely, um, had amazing family, had an amazing church. But, you know, like I said, the times when I'd be out with those people, you know, going out for food, going shopping, whatever, that just wasn't there anymore. And so there were gaps that were once filled. Um, but then what came afterwards was God replenished my life with, with friends like I'd never known up until that point. Um, and so we're called to love everybody, but you're not called to be everybody's best friend. 
very true. And you have to make a decision. Do I want to become like the people I'm hanging out with? Because whether you like it or not, you will. It's like anything, isn't it? If you expose yourself enough to something, you just become part of it. And whether you want to be or you go, no, 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 I'm going to hang out with those people and I'm, you know, but I'm not going to be like that. Fast forward, like a week, two weeks, a month, you'll then be with that person in that situation going, how did I get here? But because you've naturally been exposed to it, but you haven't been intentional in terms of, okay, that's where it's heading. I need to then take a step back. Um, Tan, I think you had a, a couple of examples um, where you've had to make a decision where you know what, it just isn't working or it's not going the right way. Yeah, so um, it's really cool hearing Caleb say that because normally you don't get that kind of sense from guys that they feel that way, um, like letting go of um, friendships. But um, I think for us girls it's even more difficult. So I had an instance a couple of years ago where I was friends with someone for like over 15 years. Wow. Um, and I just started feeling like, oh, I don't. I think this friendship's coming to an end. But like out of the blue, so I was like, oh, who do I, who do I talk to? Because she was the person I'll go to, to like. Not gonna go to, to that her. person. So I'm having a trouble with some friends actually. I know. And, uh, it, uh, it's you, sorry. <laughs> um, no. So in our culture, it's like my mom and dad are very involved in like my life, and you know. So I was like, okay, I'm gonna talk to my mom about this. So I told my mom, and the first words out of her mouth was, when I met your friend 15 years ago, I didn't really think that was a friendship for you. And I thought, wow, my mom's feeling this way. So I had to go back, to, and literally I had to talk to God about it. I was like, what do I do? I feel like this, this friendship's over. And nothing had happened. It was just a feeling. And then it, it was one of the hardest thing I had, things I had to do because she then actually cut all contact with me. And then I was like, oh my word, what did I do? Okay. So then for about three weeks, I was literally just crying and thinking, oh, I've got no friends. Um, to the point that God had to step in and like use someone to, like that. I had no idea about what was happening and talked to me and said, that friendship, I took it away from you. And I was thinking, oh my word. Um, yeah, so it was one of the hardest seasons of my life. But like Caleb said, um, like my friends multiplied and God gave me friends that you know, but I had to let go of that friendship. And then now looking back and seeing what has come of it, it's like, thank God he took me out of that situation because, yeah, I wouldn't have had the strength to leave that friendship, but it was really hard. And then a season of loneliness kind of um, came after that. And then I've got to say, now I've got the bestest, best friends. And But it was really hard to, like, let it go. But you should. You've got to realise, you know, when it's just the right time. And like, I'm sure for like 15 years you had a really good time, like a really great relationship, a great friendship. And then, like you said, like out of the blue, it just then wasn't the same and very quickly started to, I suppose, like fall away as such. And then to cut contact from the other side, it's like, wow, that's quick. You know, 15 years, think about like the investment in terms of like time and going out and socialising, etc. But I think then from that you realised when, okay, it just got to a point when, okay, this isn't happening and this isn't. But it, but that doesn't, in that, I don't want to say it's negative, but in that circumstance, you know, that doesn't take away the 15 years where it built you to where you are now. And, you know, we all go through things in relationships and friendships where it might only be for a season. That's okay. You know, like, you could have a friend where you, well, for 15 years... And for those 15 years, they added value to you, you grew, you blossomed as a person, as, as a friend, you understood what was good to be a friend, but then it just naturally came to a close, and that's okay. Like, nothing has to be forever. Um, so what I, what I also want to just quickly skip back to is that, you know, we were talking about, like, you know, you want to be trustworthy, you want to have trustworthy friends, honest, uh, you want to be able to have boundaries and respect um, it's very easy for us as young adults to expect that of uh, others. But how often do we look at ourselves and go, actually, am I given that? Because we can all say, you know, oh, you're not trustworthy, you're not honest, uh, you're not kind to me, you don't speak to me very well. But, you know, do we ever look at ourselves and say, you know what, I'm expecting this of this person, yet I'm giving them 10% of what I'm actually expecting. 
Um, and I think we've probably all got examples where we go, well, no, I'm just not feeling it. I'm, I'm not into that person. I'm not, they're not giving me what I need to when actually it's just a time of reflection and you look at yourself and just go, wow, I'm not giving them anything that I expect. And I think we all need to be intentional in how we are in a friendship or even back to the first topic of a conversation, you need to be intentional to offer that value, but also understand that you have that value yourself. Um, is there any other words which you think in a friendship are, are really important or in a relationship where it is literally like the backbone of uh, a relationship? Um, I probably have to explain it, but I would say understanding. Um, understanding that not every relationship is the same and that you will have to act or treat people differently per relationship. So if you go into each one with an understanding that this person is not the other person and so I don't maybe respond the same or talk to them the same, I think you will be able to balance an array of different friendships and relationships as opposed to having like a cookie cutter method of like, I talk to everyone the same, I reply the same, I expect the same of everybody and I expect everyone to treat me the same as... Yeah. I think once you understand and see the uniqueness in each person and have an understanding for each person, mm -hmm. you will find balance in relationships. Mm -hmm. What um, If you're in a, a really good friendship and relationship and like you know everything's flying, but then they do something that is not to your liking or they hurt you, um, and I'm looking at you, Caleb, not that you hurt me. Um, but if if someone hurts you, uh, but you know like their intention wasn't to hurt you or disrespect you, or you know, how how do you get over that, um, or how do you face into that with someone who you've been a friend with for x amount of years, and they do something, you go, oh, I didn't like that, or I didn't like the way you spoke to me, or something like that. How do you address that? Yeah, I think um, I think sometimes you've got to pick your battles. I think sometimes you've got to know what to let go of. Um, you know, some things, uh, we, we could be talking to a, a variety, hopefully we're talking to a variety of people. Um, obviously our kind of standpoint is that we're Christians, we believe in God, having a relationship with God. Um, I think there are some offences that, should just remain between you and God. And I think that's a wonderful sign of maturity when someone can offend you. And, and ultimately, I think the level of offence oftentimes will be determined by the level of relationship. So if I, if I love you a lot, yep. you have the ability to offend me a lot. <laughs> you know. But you offer yourself up to that person, don't you? And yeah. You, you build... build? break down your own barriers in front of those people. Yeah. And then I suppose that the more vulnerable you are with them, the more vulnerable you are to being hurt. Yes. Absolutely. Um, I will just divert slightly um, and just say that relationships are a risk. Um, I was speaking to someone this week and I'm not going to name names, um, but I'm sure they won't mind me referring to our conversation. Um, and, and they've, they've been through some difficult things in life um, as far as relationships go, being hurt, being let down, being disappointed, um, and it's affected the way that they want to relate to people because of the negative experiences that they've had. And I said to them, I said, you know, relationships are a risk. You risk getting hurt, you risk being offended, you risk being let down, or letting other people down and I think that's maybe for some people in here tonight you have been let down and so you fear letting other people down and so you actually don't take the risk of relationship you just go it's better to keep myself to myself because that way I can't hurt people like I was hurt um, and relationships are a risk but if you don't take the risk you don't experience the reward. And if, if you could be robbed of anything, it would be, it would be the, re the reward of relationships. Um, and so they are a risk. 
you risk being offended, you risk offending others, but, but at the same time, relationships are one of the most beautiful things in this life. Um, and so, going back to your question, there are, there are things that, you know, I think we just have to get over without airing to people and just go, God, this is, this is the hurt, this is the pain, they did this, they said that, you know how it feels. Um, you know, if anyone knows what it feels like to be hurt and let down and stabbed in the back, it's, it's God. Um, and so, but I also think, you know, if, if, it, if it's maybe, okay, we need to talk this through, I think cases are different, then have that honest sit-down conversation and go, hey man, like, the, can we just talk about this? Um, and so it's, e it's either a matter for you and God or it's a matter for you and the person. And just be bold enough to have the conversation with a desire that we're going to grow and move forward. Um, what I wouldn't recommend is going outside of those two channels That's good. and talking to a third party. Um, unless it's a really trusted person who you're going to to ask for wisdom. But if you're going to air your dirty laundry to them, it's a bad move. <laughs> yeah. That's it, because you're taking it out of that circle of trust then, because you're having, you know, trouble times with X person, and then you go to another one, and then they might then talk about it, and then it's actually not good for the relationship in the first place. Um, one of the things that we also wanted to step into today was being genuine, you know, being genuinely interested in someone. Um, I think I mentioned it on um, the last podcast, actually, the ratio of two ears, one mouth. And it's really simple, but actually, if you think about it, it's quite effective because we, we all, every single person is happy to talk about themselves, but it takes someone just to sit back and listen. Um, so I would always go into a conversation or relationship and be happy to find interest in that person and step into, you know, okay, so you do that job, what's that like for you? Like, where's, where's your next promotion coming from where 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 do you see yourself in five years because that person will want to actively talk about themselves and when they feel happy and okay to talk in that safe space then you will learn more about that person they'll become more uh, vulnerable to you and then your relationship will flourish flourish from that yeah just to add on it might sound silly to some people but not everything is natural for everybody so some things you will have to practice and you might think, like, why would I have to practice listening? Some people naturally just, they're not good at it, or you're not good at um, being attentive in a conversation or having the right responses. So practice. There's, there's nothing wrong with wanting to better yourself to be a better friend. That's, that's only like a good thing. And even on top of the practicing thing, just to add on to what Caleb said, um, especially at like the first scenario of you don't say anything and you let the offense go, you have to practice that. It's not easy. You, like, if someone really hurts you, your first response is not, okay, yeah, cool. Like, I'm going to let it go. Okay, well, my first response is that. My first response is I'm going to let them know about themselves. I'm going to let them know what they did wrong. I'm going to, like, you know, get ready for me. I'm coming kind of thing. But Oi! You, I had to learn to let things go. I had to learn not to take everything to heart. I had to learn that not everybody was out to hurt you specifically. Unfortunately, they did something and it ended up hurting you. So you let it go. I had to learn that that wasn't natural for me. Some of you, it's not natural to start a conversation. It's not natural to listen. It's not natural to be responsive or be attentive. So practice. Like, it, it might sound like, well, how am I gonna do that? Or who am I gonna do that with? Even if you have one friend, I'll be like, Tan, I'm really bad at listening. Like, I'm awful. I need to, and Tan, when we're talking, we'll be like, oh, you're not listening. Okay, yeah, that, you didn't listen there. I just said this, you didn't listen. And then, then I know, okay, this is where I'm, you know, I'm really bad at, or this is what I'm good at, you know, do more of that. And, and then you grow as a person, as opposed to thinking that everything that we're saying came naturally to us, and we just woke up one day, we were great at making friends, we were great at dealing with confrontation, we were great at everything, and, you know, that's just not the reality, really. I think something as, as well, like adding on to that, is that you can control yourself, but you can't control others. And as long as you do what you think is best and what you believe is right, 
if they hurt you or they say something out of turn or you just don't connect to it, you can't control that person. But if you show up the best of your ability, then that's all you can control. You know, you could start a conversation with someone and they're not listening and you're like, put your phone down, stop jingling your shoes, just give me some time, like, you know, focus, I'm here. But if that person's not interested, like, you can't control that. You're not going to be, like, snapping your fingers going, oi, here. Um, but, you know, you can only control you. So you've just got to understand that some people, they're just not in that place. You could approach someone on Sunday, even in church, and you speak to them and they're just having a, an off day or they're just not in that space. And you go up to them and you're like, oh, hey, how you doing? How's your week been? And they're just like, great. And you're like, okay, so why was it great? And they say nothing because they don't want to be there. They don't want to be in that space. But you can't control that. But you know that you can go up to them and, you know, you've tried your best. And if it's just naturally not happening, it's kind of okay. But you can only control yourself. Yeah, that's good. But I, I saw you pick up your mic, so I think that you wanted to add something. Oh, I was just going to add something. That's really good. Yes. You've, 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 like, overlapped from host to, like, contributed tonight. And it's I need great. to stop talking. No, it's really good. Added a lot of value. Um, as always, just to pick up on one thing Akot said, because then it, it reminded me we were talking before tonight about uh, like people's skills, yeah. and it it is actually a, a skill. Um, and so when something is a skill, it can be learned and it can be developed. So you may go. I'm just not good with people. Well, that's just because you haven't developed the skill. You know, like, we may have all been brought up in different surroundings that contribute to whether we're good at it or not so good at it, but we can all, we can all develop the skill. Um, and I said to you guys this week, I was like, one, one, one book that I read, and whether you're a reader or not, okay, I'm going to give you a book recommendation now. So write it down, remember it. But it is a phenomenal book. I'm not a reader, and I've read this twice. Is that That's something. I know. It's by Caleb Birchall, and it's... No, and it's a picture book. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty colours. <laughs> um, no, it's a book called, and maybe some of you will have read it, it's a book called How to Win Friends and Influence People. Um, How to Win Friends and Influence People. It's by uh, Dale Carnegie, I believe is how you pronounce it. And honestly, it is a phenomenal read because it's just filled with so many practical things when it comes to building relationships. And if you want to get better at developing people's skills, that is, that is the book for you. And if anyone says, I don't need to develop people's skills, then I would ask you, well, what is the plan for the rest of your life? Because which aspect of life doesn't involve people? <laughs> Very true. It's one area we all cannot avoid. Um, and so it's a skill that can, that can be developed um, without doubt. There That's all I wanted to add. It is a good book. It is a very, very good book. Have you guys read the book? I have not read the book. Oh. Have you read, is it I can me tell that hasn't read it? <laughs> <laughs> My last week at Wales. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming to the Younger Dog Podcast. It's been an absolute pleasure. Have you read it, Sam? I've started reading. Ooh. How far in are you? I think I started reading like five years ago. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great book, guys. You can't put it down when you... <laughs> it's very honest from Sam. <laughs> to be honest, I misplaced my copy. That's what happened. Great yeah. excuse. Yeah, Have you heard of Amazon? I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> no, it, it is a really good book. Have you like, read it all? No, I read it half. First half. page was <laughs> phenomenal. Yeah, I read the front I cover would look fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is a really good book. Yeah. It is really good. It is really good. Um, I'm really excited because we've actually had a few questions. Um, come on. A couple come through this evening. Um, so I am going to open this up. So whoever brings the microphone to their mouth first. Caleb, you're holding yours pretty high. <laughs> Akot's leaning in. Um, what is your opinion on having non-Christian friends? My best friend is actually not a Christian. Um, Same. I know. So 
I think we should, if, if we're in this room and we're Christians, we should all have a friend who's a not, not, not a Christian. I think, um, not, I am praying, you know, that she will um, become a Christian. Um, but she adds a lot of value to the sides that I can be quite blinded by being a Christian. I don't know if you all kind of get my meaning. Sometimes we can be kind of like, I don't know, just walking through life. Sometimes you're seeing the positive in everything. And we don't get to grow in that area because we know we're all like, oh, I'm going to pray for you, um, that sort of stuff. And um, she adds a lot because she kind of sees the world in a different way. Yeah. Um, and she will actually point out stuff to me that my Christian friends would never even like think to say to me. But she points it out. So I think we should all have a, a friend who's a, um, not a Christian. At least one. <laughs> so, yeah. So my um, best friend um, is not a Christian, um, has been to church two, three times. Um, he's been to Champions Church once when I got baptised, and that was literally because I asked him and he came for me, not any other reason. Um, I think you're going to come across people who just aren't in the same space from a, a faith perspective and aren't going to be Christians. Um, what I would challenge or you know probe you to think about is that actually you might have that relationship. God wants you to have that relationship to be there for a reason, to have that conversation, to demonstrate to them the life that you're living and what value it gives in like what what value church gives you, believing in Jesus does for you to excel in your life. Um, if you only had non-Christian, no, if you only had Christian friends, then who can you influence? You know, so if, if you're if you're going out into the big wide world and everyone was a Christian, well, the world would be a much better place for starters. Um, but you wouldn't be in those situations where you can have those impactful conversations and really press the flesh. Um, Sorry, I, just to add on to that, I think um, I had a friend who wasn't a Christian and then became a Christian. And one thing I will say is, don't go out and pick someone that's not a Christian and then spend your entire relationship like, you know, believe in God and that's not going to go very far. I think the funniest thing is this was a person that I didn't actually really speak about church so much to, but I just was their friend. I just had the relationship with them, and that's the difference. You, you know, you have a friend that's not a Christian, and they're your friend because they're your friend. They're not your friend because they're not a Christian, and you want to change yep. them and, like, yep. you know give a little testimony, like, these are my five non-Christian friends that I've converted to the Lord, and all's good, and it's just be their friend, and yeah. it's it's good to have friends that are in a different space to you, obviously not negatively influencing you, but that are in a different space to you that you can just live your life with and show them what it is like to be a Christian without kind of piling it on their head, if that makes sense. I think also what Tan said is that they will give you a different perspective, you know, they, they will challenge you in a different way, which makes you think differently. Um, and without them being outside of Christi uh, Christianity and outside the church, they wouldn't ask you those questions. Because Christians are very polite most of the time. But, you know, they, they might ask you a question, you go, oh my gosh, like, why are you asking me this? But then it gets you thinking, and then it builds that relationship, builds that friendship. Um, oh, the phone. Oh, there we go. We've got another question as well. So we talked about um, approaching new people in a setting, but how does a new person initiate a relationship in a place that is unfamiliar and people already have their friendship groups? None of them are picking up the mic. I am just the host. <laughs> Caleb B. Thank you. What a friend. Um, yeah, to to plug um, to plug uh, our favourite book, one of our favourite books. Um, one of the things that he majors on is like, and we talked about this earlier, but adding adding value to people, and so. I don't think you can ever go wrong by adding value to people. So if, if you're if you're in an environment and there are well established groups and 
you know, like how can I kind of almost forge my way in here? I think it's look for a way you can add value. Don't look for a way that they can add to you. Look for a way that you can add to them. And, and maybe, maybe it requires just a time of just listening. What are they talking about? What are their interests? What are their needs? Um, if it's in a, you know, in a work context, how can I, how can I serve, how can I serve them? You know, and so it's like, how can I add value to those people that it's like, I don't become this kind of irritating individual who's trying to kind of worm their way in, but it's like, how can I actually go and serve these people? And um, who doesn't want that? You know, so I think it's looking at people going, how can I, how can I add value? Um, how can I make them the focus? And I think you'll you'll soon find that that people welcome you in with open arms, you know, and you don't do it for that, you know. It's not like I'm just trying to you know get them to love me and you know want me, um, but I do believe that's that's a way in which you can start to forge relationships. Is is how can I add value to these? What what can I do for them? I think is is the key. That's good. That's good. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, I don't know, practically, <laughs> it's going to sound really crazy, pick them off one by one. <laughs> no, like, seriously, pick them off one by one. Don't approach 20 people in a group and you're going to be nervous. That's obvious. That's obvious. Literally pick them off one by one and just be yourself. Go up to them, introduce yourself and start from there. You start with one person. More than likely, if it's a non-awkward environment, they will take you over and they will introduce you to this group. Oh, I just met, da 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 And then you have your in and then you can start to implement, you know, what are their interests and what have they got going on? Um, and you guys might be more confident than me and approach them when they're all stood together, but I would just find the weakest link and pick them off. <laughs> I'm coming for you. Holly, I'm a cop. <laughs> Um, we've also ju we've literally just had a text though. Ooh. Yes. Is it best to talk to people about what you feel and are going through? Double question mark. <laughs> I feel like everyone everyone gets problems, and I don't want to burden anyone with my problems. That one's no I'm kidding. Oh. It's just more excuse. Behave yourself. Now. I don't have an answer. It's dead. Why well, are you all looking question, at me now? <laughs> I'm going to break it down. Yeah, can you repeat the question? Is it best to talk to people about what you feel and are going through? I feel like everyone's got their own problems, essentially. So, is it best to talk to people about where you are and how you feel? Yeah. I think, um, I think it is important, too, because one of the... Um, and by the way, like, we do want to end... But if you keep sending in questions, we can't. So, <laughs> for keep all those going. who are like not sending in questions, like stop it, everyone else. Um, we will we will wrap up soon. Uh, but we want to give the people what they want, don't we, Ash? Of course we do. Want to give the listeners on the potty <laughs> our following. Um, oh, I should have said that because I forgot, forgot the question. question. <laughs> no, no, I do. I remember it now. I remember it now. Um, um, yes, I think, I think, I think there are, there are times when I've had conversations with people and they get, they get, so far gone is the wrong terminology, but they, they get, they get further than they needed to have got down this rabbit trail because of this belief of, I don't want to burden anybody else, so I'm just going to carry my own burdens and then that's kind of okay to a degree, but then it becomes an unbearable weight uh, that then crushes you. And so there has to be there has to be an answer. I think you do have to find a balance. You know, you don't want to be speaking for myself. I don't want to be the guy that's like every negative feeling, every difficulty. I just unload on people. Because then I'm going to be the guy that no one wants to be around. Do you know what I mean? Like, everyone's going to see me and go, not talking to him today. 
because I know what I'm going to get. You already his, know the answer. His problems. Um, but I think you kind of have to gauge like which, what level is this at? Is it a level where it's just like, come on, man, just you know, pick yourself up. It's going to be all right. Or is it the level of, man, I just I don't feel like I can carry this right now, and so I need someone who I can just offload to. And and I think it's important to know there are people out there who care. Hundred percent. There are people out there who care, and that's the biggest lie that we can believe. Uh, nobody nobody cares about me. Everyone's got enough to deal with without having to deal with my problems. And then it just leads you down this path to destruction. And so, yeah, don't don't be the person that just offloads to anybody and everybody. But but identify that someone who, you know, when when you go through some rough waters, you can go to them and say, hey, can I just, can you just be a listening ear for me? Um, so I think it's it's somewhere in the middle, I would say. I think there's a difference as well between speaking to people about it and speaking to a person. Yeah. You know, you can really have a good quality conversation with someone who you um, know is listening and has your best intentions at heart. I suppose to Kayla's point, if you go and tell 20 people that, you know, oh, I've got this issue or this is happening or this isn't good, it then, I don't want to say it diminishes its value, but you could get more value by having a, you know what, Tan, like, can I just talk to you, I'm in a bit of a place and, you know, I want to just tell you where I am. And then you know when you speak to that person and Tan in this example, that that they are then listening and they're there for you, as opposed to just going, oh, I can't, I'm having a rubbish day and Caleb, I'm having a rubbish day. And, you know, sp- hear me right, like spreading your um, problem too thin. You know, you can, y- you can have that one conversation which you will get more from versus just telling everyone and hoping that it sticks. Tan, you've got the mic. Was there anything that you wanted to add? Well, I think, and I can sound quite spiritual here, so um, bear with me. But um, I do say this a lot to my um, life group. Um, if you don't have that one person, you can always go back to God. Yeah. Um, and I think there's points in our lives that we actually don't have someone. Or like we feel that our problems and our burdens are so big that you can't open up to someone. Um, and I met a friend of my sister's a couple of, um, probably during the pandemic, um, well, when everything was open, so no breaking rules there. Um, and um, he was literally like saying like how he goes through a lot of anxiety and stuff and he doesn't have anyone to open up to. And jokingly, I said to him, I said, well, he's not a Christian. I said to him, well, just, you know, talk to God about it. But I said it as in like, yeah, whatever, he's not going to do that. Um, and then a couple of months went past and I said to my sister, I said, um, so is he all right? And she was like, oh, yeah, he actually said he's been telling God every night um, his problems. Wow. Um, and he still not a Christian, but he said to her how much that has helped him. Yeah. Um, and I actually went through a season when I just felt I couldn't talk to anybody about it. And I just told God about it. And you can't you don't just don't feel embarrassed if you don't have that one person, because from that, from being vulnerable, he will actually then place people in your life that you would be able to talk to with that sort of stuff um, because he does provide everything for us. And if that's a need and you're talking to him about it, he will provide someone for you to um, be able to talk to. So That's good. That's good. No more questions. Building relationships. Second live podcast. People in the building. This has been good. This has been good. I hope that the listeners um, have got value. I hope the people in this room um, have got value. Um, I'm just going to close this podcast by saying thank you to our guests um, for demonstrating uh, vulnerability, for being honest, um, for being, I suppose I'll say this, for being happy to be challenged. I mean, they're giggling now. But no, um, it's been good building relationships. I suppose going back to the first point, building, it's continuous. So, you know, when you have that friendship and you go, oh, that's in a really good place, don't just then go, okay, that's done, tick, see you later. It will continually need investing. You will continually have to be intentional about building that friendship, building that relationship, understanding that person. People change, people go through different patches of life and people will be different in different circumstances. Um, So you've got to um, go on that 
journey with them. You know, be happy to, to go on that journey with them. And um, if you're going to go and speak to that person who's on their own at church on a Sunday, go with a bit of a plan. Or if you're a cot, just get straight in there. But have the confidence to know that you offer value. You know, you have got to understand that God has put value in you, regardless of your past and regardless of your future, God has put that value into you. You don't need to worry about that. Just know that you've got it. Yeah. Um, so, guys, thank you for listening in the building. Thank you for listening online. That is the uh, end of the second uh, live recording of the Young Adult Podcast. Any feedback, suggestions, or anything like that, please send to ya at championschurch.org.uk. Our next young adult, um, it's going to be in a daytime, so say social, is going to be in the daytime on the 14th of November. Quite was pressure remembering that date. What are you laughing for? <laughs> it's your birthday. On the, on the 14th of November. Uh, t- two weeks after. Flipping heck. 14th of November, um, after church, you, you can find more info on the app. I'm sure we'll be talking about it from the platform. Um, but guys, thanks for listening in, and we're looking forward to bringing you a new episode in the future. Thank you.